This is Mark Halleck, and welcome to the Leading Church Revitalization Podcast. This podcast is designed to encourage and equip you for the work of leading church revitalization in your context. I really hope and pray you will be helped and you'll be encouraged and you might even be a little bit inspired in our time together. Because here's the truth, there's a lot of churches people have given up on that God is just not done with. So thanks for coming by and let's link arms together to replant and revitalize churches for the glory of God and for our joy in Him. As we talked about on the last episode, it's one thing to understand what faith is. It's another to actually put that faith into practice as pastors and leaders. So what exactly does it look like? What does it look like to lead with faith as a pastor of a declining church in need of new life? Well, we looked at three of these things last time. We looked at how faith looks like leading people into a future that only God can accomplish, We talked about how faith looks like following God's vision and not people's opinions. And then thirdly, last time we talked about how faith looks like dreaming and leading in a way that is dangerous, that seems even foolish to most people. We're going to pick things up with number four now. Faith looks like continually trusting God with the next thing. Oftentimes, churches can become stagnant and plateaued after seasons in which they have experienced numerical growth, seen exciting new ministries begin, and watched many people come to faith in Christ. The main reason for this is because churches get comfortable. It's easy to begin to coast and stop walking by faith when everything seems to be going so well. This is true in our personal lives. It's also true in our congregations. I've met many uh, members of declining churches who look back and say there was a time when their congregation truly walked by faith. They can remember times where people walked by faith, that they prayed in faith that God would move in power. There was a time when they trusted God to do crazy things that only he could do. But over the years, that culture of radical faith was slowly replaced by a culture of comfortability and complacency. They stopped looking to God for the next thing. They stopped looking for their next step of faith. That new initiative, that new outreach. They stopped dreaming about that next dangerous idea where if God didn't show up, it simply wasn't going to happen. Over and over again in both the Old and New Testaments, God says, remember, remember who I am. Remember what I have brought you through and remember what I did for you. Be encouraged. I can do that again and so much more. God sends a warning, though, to those who would continue to drift off into complacency. Speaking to the church at Ephesus in Revelation 2, 1 to 5, the Lord says this, I know your works, your toil, and your patient endurance, and how you cannot bear with those who are evil, but have tested those who call themselves apostles and are not, and found them to be false. I know you are enduring patiently and bearing up for my name's sake, and you have not grown weary. But I have this against you, that you have abandoned the love you had 
at first. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the works you did at first. If not, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. Part of what Christ has in mind here is the primary love and faith that had marked their lives as new believers, but they had forgotten. Christ calls us to be men and women and churches who love him with childlike faith, no matter how old we are or how long we've been following Jesus. As church revitalizers and replanters, we must remember to continually ask God where he wants us to go. What is the next thing he is leading us toward? We must regularly ask ourselves and our congregations and our leaders, how will we trust God now? Or how must we trust God next? We must lead our people patiently, lovingly, and kindly, yes, but we must encourage and exhort them to keep moving forward in faith as well. This is absolutely critical if we wish to avoid becoming stagnant and ineffective as leaders and as congregations. Number five, faith looks like persevering even when we don't totally understand what God is doing. There are going to be times when we find ourselves at a difficult or confusing impasse in our churches, and we cannot help but ask, God, what are you up to? I know you are sovereign, but do you really know what you are doing here? It is in these challenging times that we must remember that true faith perseveres even when we don't understand what God is up to. Even when we're confused by the Lord, we trust him. We trust his character, even when things don't make sense around us. This is where wisdom, discernment, and patient perseverance is so important in the life of faith and in the life of the faith-filled leader. Fear will so easily creep in when things seem uncertain and unpredictable. As shepherds of God's people, we cannot let fear override our faith. And yet so often, leaders and churches succumb to this very thing. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 reminds us, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will make straight your paths. Leading with faith means we trust God and persevere in faith by His grace, even when we do not understand what He is doing. Number six, Faith looks like displaying boldness and courage according to God's leading and promises. When you think of boldness in leadership, what comes to mind? When you think of courage in leadership, what comes to mind? If we're going to lead with faith, we need to be bold in our leadership. We also need to be courageous in our leadership. Bold courage forces us to depend on the Lord rather than ourselves. Stepping out in faith as a church revitalizer can be frightening. If anyone tells you otherwise, they have most likely never led and shepherded a dying church. It can be frightening for all kinds of reasons. The problem is that this fear can cause us to take our eyes off the Lord and as a result, paralyze our faith. We begin looking inward to our own resources and begin trusting in ourselves in a way that we shouldn't. This is exactly what Satan wants us to do. 
It's for this reason it is so critical that we battle against this tendency toward fear by the power of the Spirit. Cling to the same truth Paul speaks to Timothy when he writes, For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. 2 Timothy 1.7 Timidity and fear are not a result of yielding to the Spirit. Power and faith are. While we find many examples of this kind of bold, courageous, faith-filled leadership throughout the scriptures, one of the greatest examples we see is the Apostle Paul. It took great courage and boldness for Paul to start and lead new congregations in the face of persecution. It took courage and boldness to trust in the Lord as he helped Timothy and other young leaders grow in shepherding the flock God had put under their charge in the early church. Speaking of the early church, these believers exhibited great courage and boldness time and time again as they faced dangers of all kinds. When they were being hunted down and rounded up by those who despised them and their Christ, they held on with radical faith. Today, we must realize that the courage and boldness possessed by these early Christians is still available to us as believers. The Lord desires to grow these in each of us, particularly as church revitalizers. He wants to give us courage and boldness to go to those places where revitalization is an insane risk and makes no sense to those around us. Why? Why? Because the Lord is calling us to go. It's that simple. And God is calling us to go because he wants to use us as his chosen instruments to save his people. This includes his people located in communities and churches that many gave up on long ago. God is not done with dying churches. He's not. The question is, will we take that first step and trust him to give us the bold courage needed to lead with biblical faith? Here's number seven. Faith looks like leading through the possibility of failure. A part of what makes faith faith is not knowing what exactly is going to happen. If we had everything all calculated out, it would no longer be faith that we are exercising. In church revitalization, we need to recognize that living by faith and leading with faith acknowledges the possibility of failure. It recognizes that there is risk involved. There's no guarantee that we will succeed. And yet, that is the very place where God wants us to be. He wants us to trust that he can part the waters and hold them back, that we might make it through the red seas that are sure to come our way as pastors and leaders. While the ministry road ahead will at times look impossible, and we could easily throw in the towel and give up, these are often the times in which God asks us to trust him the most and move forward anyway. To walk by faith and not by sight. As we walk by faith, we honor the Lord and trust he is going to do in us and through us exactly what he wants to do. This kind of faith pleases the Lord. Remember, as Hebrews eleven six teaches us, and without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Friends, God is pleased with those who trust him and walk by faith, even in the face of possible failure. The question is this, will you trust God enough to walk by faith no matter what comes? 
The Lord is looking for leaders with faith like this. Number eight, faith looks like remembering that leading in our own strength and power is not leading with faith in God. Let me put it simply. If you and I create a church culture in which everything we do can be done, whether or not God shows up, we have a problem. If the primary focus of our revitalization efforts rests on our personal creativity or our gifting and putting together slick programs and events, if we can do everything we are doing in our churches without God, then we are not leading with faith. God is looking for leaders who lead in such a way that there are things taking place regularly in our churches that can only be explained by the presence of God showing up and moving in power. That's the only way we can explain it. God showed up. The only way we can make sense of a person who was so far from Jesus and is now growing in his or her love for God is God himself. The only way we can explain that this or that new ministry is producing much fruit is because God is moving and he gets all the glory for it. Of course, we must remind our people that the Lord has given us skills, talents, and abilities to use for his purposes, and we want to be faithful with them. But we must be careful not to trust in these more than we trust in the Lord. It is so easy to fall back on ourselves, on our own abilities, and fail to maintain a posture that says and believes, Oh Lord, if you do not show up, this will not happen. Help me to trust you fully and not trust in myself. Lord, empower me to walk by faith in you and you alone. Lastly, and finally, number nine, faith looks like being willing to change directions as God leads. There will be times in ministry when we believe that God is leading in one direction, and perhaps he is, but it may only be for a short period of time before he changes things up. Without notice, he may say, it's time to stop what you're doing and go in this new direction. Or I want you to begin this new program or ministry that you have never thought about before. Here's the question. Are you willing to change directions as God leads? This is an aspect of leading by faith in church revitalization. We must remain open-handed completely willing to allow God to mess up our plans because he has something better in mind, even if we didn't see it coming. Look, God is alive and he is at work. It might be that behind the scenes, God has been doing a work in your congregation or in your community that you as a leader, or you're not even aware of it. Yet the time has come to implement the plan he has been preparing And the question is, will you be ready and will you be willing to go where he leads? Even though it interferes with your plans. And if you're like me, man, I don't like my plans to be messed up. But whatever it looks like, the point is this. Living by and leading with faith means we are open to move and change as God redirects us. When we stop allowing the Lord to redirect our plans... Our ministries become about us and our agenda instead of about the Lord and his agenda. As revitalizers, we must ask God to give us radical faith that says, Lord, whatever you want, wherever you want us to go, we are willing to go. As crazy as it looks, as crazy as it seems, oh God, 
Walking by faith in you is where we want to be. Friends, churches that are declining or dying need pastors who lead from a place of radical faith. They need leaders who trust in the God who loves his sheep and loves the lost who have yet to come to Jesus. And as we embark on this journey of church revitalization, may we ask the Lord to grow us in faith so that we might lead from a place of crazy, humble, unflinching trust in him as he guides us step by step by step. Thanks so much for checking out the podcast today. Hey, as you continue to grow, I want to point you in the direction of a book called Leading Church Revitalization. This entire podcast is really built on and based on that book. You can pick it up at Amazon.com today. Also, check out AcomaPress.org. Acoma Press is committed to putting out resources to help encourage and equip you as a revitalizer or a replanter. It's also very committed to help equip congregations that are struggling and facing serious decline. And one last thing, I would love to stay in touch with you. So let's connect on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram. Any way I can serve you, I would love to do that. Man, I can't wait till we're together next time. Thanks so much for stopping by. God bless you all.